0: Welcome into the KZLX studio, Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks, Sam Steinmeier, and we are your pregame show for the Central Region Round 2, session number 3 on this Sunday afternoon, and what can only be described as from yesterday as March, it's it's just absolute madness and from what we saw yesterday in those four games really especially in the primarily the first session it was unbelievable and just to kind of we're going to recap those four games that we saw yesterday we're going to take a look around the entire rest of the division two bracket um and then we're going to look at previewing the session itself tonight and uh that will be southeastern oklahoma taking on missouri southern in the first game at 5 p.m and then um northwest missouri state taking on um uh, southern nazarene at seven approximate these are uh, that game will be approximate um but it's great uh so we'll start first with looking at recapping all what is just unbelievable from that first session we'll start there first as all four teams in this session reach the century mark believe it or not and so we'll start with uh a battle in the miaa two familiar foes with each other in the missouri southern state lions taking on the washburn university ichabods and really Cam Martin was the difference maker. He scored 46 points, and the Lions broke a school record with 22 three-pointers as the Southern men's basketball team was able to defeat Washburn 101-100. to And this was a game that it was 72-52. Washburn makes a run. It gets back and forth, um, but Southern's able to hold off, even with Cam Martin sitting on the bench in the last three minutes of the game with fouled out and he still was able to score 46. So imagine if he was able to stay in the game. He probably would have passed the 50 mark. But Elijah Clark, who was able to stay on the floor in that later part of the game, scored 28 points, shot 8 of 17 from behind the arc. Um, Brandon Walker scored 14 points, 4 of 6 from behind the 3-point mark. This team was on fire yesterday. I mean, so for them to now advance to this next round behind the 3-point line, does that scare you as a head coach saying, we can't shoot like this every game, right? I mean,
1: no. I don't think it scares you as a head coach. You just look back and say, uh, we're not going to see that anymore. <laughs> like, that was great. It was nice to have that in the first game, but I'm, I don't think we're going to see that at all in the entire tournament ever You know, because I'm pretty sure you said that was a record for three-pointers made. So, yeah, we're probably going to see big... Uh, you know, scoring performances like Cam Martin, maybe not another forty-six pointer, but still, you know, we're just going to see high-scoring numbers, but nothing like how we saw yesterday.
2: Um, I, I think something that we we brought up in the pre-game where we talked about this game before it even happened was what Washburn needed to do to either one hang around or win the game, and that was shut down Cam Martin or foul him out. Well, they didn't shut him down at all. Um, they did foul him out, too little, but, too late. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, they they had the perfect possession. Um, we brought it up yesterday how they they got two shots. I mean the first the first play they yeah. ran didn't really go well. They they got another possession out of it, and they just lost the handle. I mean that that you hate to see it, but uh, that that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, and you 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 really you can't really uh, not talk about how Cam Martin played.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, because Washburn played well. I mean, usually when you score, this is the first time in all season they've reached 100 points. Usually when you score 100 points, you win. Um, they had uh, five different players scoring double figures. Um, Javion Blake, who's the MIAA conference leader in points, scored at added, added 24, uh, an additional 22 from Tyus Martin. Um, and and Washburn started the game really well. They got up seven to zero. Um, Cam Martin, he uh, he he missed his first five shots, and then he hit a three. And then after that, he only missed one three the rest of the game, and he and made eight more, nine of ten from behind the three point line. Um, we'll see if today he's able to get back into his groove of grind it out down low, get get on that left side block, go over my right shoulder and put it in, um, get rebounds, put him back in as he's the conference leader in double-doubles for the MIAA. Um, but if he's hitting threes like that, how can you
1: guard him? I mean, you really can't. And Washburn couldn't guard him last uh, yesterday because, yeah, he hit those threes and they were contested too. Like I was watching the game. I was there most of those threes that he made, Washburn contested. They had a hand in his face and they were still falling. Yeah. And even if he does miss a few of those, he's so physical inside. He's just a big guy that he's gonna bully his way around in the paint and get buckets, you know, at the rim. You know, I saw him get a few offensive boards and just go up really strong and finish at the rim. So,
0: you know, if one thing's not working for him, another's gonna And so now we'll look at the next person who had quite the performance himself with this seven-seated Savage Storm from southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, Kevin Buckingham hit a three Mm -hmm. at the buzzer at the end of regulation to send it into overtime as really in the entire second half, um, southeastern was trailing by like 13-12 the entire second half until about the Two minute mark, and they made a run, got it tied, sent it into overtime, and then they were able to outscore um, the number two seed, um, the Division two runner up from last season in Northern State. They outscored them twenty six to fourteen and upset the number two seed 115 to 103 and again normally you say when a team scores 103 points they're going to win that game um but when you give up 115 that's going to be tough um that win yesterday lifted the savage storm to 23 and 7 overall in the season and they of course will be taking on missouri southern today um and it's a hilarious quote um from head coach Kelly Green yesterday for Southeastern, and he said, I'm 56 years old, and I've been doing this since I was like 22. I have never seen anything like that in my life. We couldn't stop them. They just kept hitting their shot after shot, um, and everybody kept hitting threes, and a couple of our guys didn't even have their best games, and we still won. (laughs) So when you see that 56 years, he's – been on this earth and never seen anything like that and you know I was thinking about it too how often for one do you see at the college level where two teams score a hundred points because I've never seen it and then for us to see it twice it's just unheard of so looking at this game what were your guys' thoughts after seeing it
2: I mean th- this was probably more entertaining than that first game was um, between Washburn and Southern I know that it came down to the wire <laughs> uh, in that first game and we're like wow I don't <laughs> this ain't we're not, gonna, not gonna, gonna be this taught. yeah and then sure enough i mean uh we're all sitting here in the studio and we're we're listening to jacob give it to us live and we were sitting in here saying crazy. we're going
0: to go on early we're just going to be sitting yeah. here saying all right we're ready to go jacob texted us he says all right get ready to go cuz this is looking like it's over and then they hit that buzzer beater and he texted us never mind we yeah. just sat back got comfortable got to listen to the rest of an amazing game
1: yeah it was in my opinion, this is the game of the tournament so far. I mean, you see, not only not only Kevin Buckingham having an amazing game with 43 points, five of six from three, 15 of 20 from the field total, but Adam Dorski, You know, he had he didn't have the points as uh, Kevin Buckingham. He had 32, which is still a lot for a Division Two game, but you know, didn't get it to the 40 point margin, but. The thing with him, like, I, I was, as I was watching this game, he attacks the rim with reckless abandonment. Like he, he is so quick with his dribble moves. Like he, Nolan and I both were at the game. We saw he dropped a couple people with his dribble moves, just getting to the rim
0: at will. And, and then we look at uh, another player who got his team a win. And there we saw two outstanding performances in the first session. And we saw an outstanding performance in the start of the second session, and that was behind MIAA Conference Player of the Year, Joey Wittis, who led Northwest Missouri State to a win over his former team, Minnesota State Mankato, 91-62. The Bearcats moved to 33-0 on the season as um, they advanced in the, through the first round like they were unable to against the same team last season. And... Joey Wittis, an unreal performance, finished with a career high 39 points. Um, it's the sixth time this season that Wittis has scored 30 or more points in a game. Um, Northwest was granted their largest lead of the night with two minutes left to go in the game, as they were up by 31. Um, And they just had so many surges of just offensive explosions. One that blew the roof off of Bearcat Arena was obviously a dunk by freshman Diego Bernard. Um, And then from then on, it just seemed like there was I mean, there was nothing Minnesota State man Cato could do. And Sam said before we even came on, he said they tried to make runs. But they were only able to get it down to 14. So you say, well, yeah, they got it close. But Northwest consistently kept them at arm's length. And I think a lot of that has to do with and my dad, who was at the game yesterday, hadn't seen Northwest play this season, said, How, what class is our point guard, Trevor Hudgens? And I said, he is a redshirt freshman. And my dad said he looks like a senior. Because the way that he controls the pace of games for Northwest is truly a difference maker. He controls the offense. He says, this is how this possession is going to go. This is how the next possession is going to go. And in order to keep up with that, you're going to have to make shots at the other end. There's no other way.
2: Yeah, th- this was a all-around team performance from Northwest. Um, we We said that <laughs> Northwest is one of the most complete teams in the country from – offense through defense, and then some. Um, they, they continue to impress everybody when they play. Uh, I mean, 39 out of Joey, I mean, we weren't really surprised. We figured if anybody was going to have a stellar game in this, it's going to be Joey. Um, I mean, he he more than exceeded that. I mean, he shot 11 out of 11 from the free throw line. I mean, 11 out of your 39 are coming from drawing foul trouble. That's That's a pretty productive game. And he really spread. He spread Mankato's team out. They, you know, they played a couple different zones. And when you have four, four, or actually all five of the starters for Northwest shooting threes, and you play a zone, and our best three point shooter Ryan Welty didn't even have to do that. Much. Exactly. When you when you have. The, Five shooters like that, and then you try to play a zone on defense. Good luck. It's, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, they they want you to play zone. They play they play to the gap. They their offense is literally gap offense. Yeah. So I mean, when you give them that opportunity, they're going to torch you. And you know, something we also brought up yesterday was that Northwest in the conference tournament, it looked like they were letting Wa- or uh, Washburn and Lincoln get ahead. They didn't let yeah, them that's get what ahead. What he said
0: yesterday, yeah.
2: They torched them from the get go. I mean, they were think? up nineteen to four at one point.
0: What so you think a lot of that had to do with getting revenge on this team and his teammates backing up behind Joey Wood is saying, "We know you want this win, really? probably more than anything throughout the whole season."
2: I mean, I'm sure that was that was part of it, but um, based on the mood of how the team was playing, um, they're here to win. They're not here to get revenge games on teams. Um, they're here to punch people in the mouth every game and go after you hard. Um, that they, they want to, they want to attack the weaknesses of your team. They want to really single out those players um, that you know produce for their opponents and really belittle them to the point that they don't affect the game anymore. And, and
0: Sam, before you say your thoughts, I, I just because we're on the topic of Joey Wittison, and what a performance that he had. Uh, there's a quote yesterday from the press conference of his performance against his uh, former team um, and, and how he was able to perform.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great game and stuff. And I think, you know, starting strong right away and stuff, especially on defense, just really helped us. And um, again, showed a lot of maturity with our team and with our guards and stuff, just being able to c- control the pace and, you know, just, you know, You know, there'd be runs here and there and stuff, but not getting down, just being patient, especially with the different, you know, zones they threw at at us and stuff. So, um, you know, just be able to, you know, in a big game environment like this, that be calm and stuff
0: was was good for us. So essentially he just said exactly what we were talking about in the fact of we were able to just do our thing no matter what kind of different zones they threw at us. We just stayed calm and we stayed poised.
1: Yeah, and you knew coming into this game that, Joey Woodis was going to be the most ma- motivated person on the floor in this game. There, they, there was, n- if anyone was gonna will Northwest to a win, it was Joey. And <clears throat> also to piggyback off what you said about Trevor Hudgens playing like a senior. You know, obviously he probably learned a lot last year. Yeah. Uh being a redshirt sitting behind Justin Pitts. Usually in Division Two, it's a back and forth, fast break like game. Northwest is different. They take as much time off the clock as possible. They off the shot clock. Like even with five seconds to go in the shot clock, they're still calm, cool, and collected, knowing that their offense is going to get them a shot, no matter how much time is left. And you just don't see that in Division Two. And I saw a couple times last night where you know they didn't get a particularly good shot at the end of the shot clock. They got one up, but it missed, and then they just got the offensive rebound, reset, and forced the defense to play 30 more seconds of defense, and that just
0: crushes a team's spirit and also tires them out. Yeah, so now we will look at the nightcap game that you heard here on KZLX, and that was another former foes um, between teams that have met up in this regional before, and that was Southern Nazarene, Uh, taking on St. Cloud State. Um, And and like I said, it it was kind of deja vu for Southern Nazarene um, when they learned that they would face St. Cloud um, in the same gym, um, uh, again, in the NCAA tournament. But the Crimson Storm used a career-high 31 points from another big performer. There were four huge performances in the Central Region, and last night was nothing short of that where Noah Starsky, uh, went on with 31 points to go with an incredible defensive effort as they rolled through the Huskies 81 to 61. Um, the 20 point victory was the first ever NCAA tournament win for yeah. SNU, and the Storm earned a little bit of redemption over St. Cloud after their loss from last season, losing to St. Cloud. Um, so here's another big performer in Noah Starsky, who uh, the 31 points off of. 13 made shots, um, didn't even have to hit a three. He was just inside, I'm going to use my size, and I'm going to dunk it on you.
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, and I think, no, here, you go ahead. <clears throat> well,
1: I was just, just going to say, in the pre- in the pregame uh, last, last night we did for this game, we didn't even mention Starkey's name. We said uh, Jonathan Dunn, who had 17 last night and uh, Micah Spate, those were the two top scorers for Southern Nazarene. So when I saw this game and saw that a kid named Noah Starkey hit uh, scored 31 points, like, I'd never heard of this kid, and you know it surprised me. So it showed that Southern Nazarene isn't just a two-man band with Jonathan Dunn and Micah Spate. They also got this kid who can ball.
0: Yeah, and, and here's what <clears throat> Coach Bohach of Southern Nazarene had to say uh, about his team's performance last night and kind of getting revenge over St. Cloud. I
2: thought it was a really good game. Uh, excited to be advancing uh, with the familiarity of playing them last year. Uh, it was really easy to get the guys ready to go.
0: So yeah, like he just said, it was really easy to kind of get motivated for this game um, as they wanted to get revenge and they did it.
2: Yeah, uh, Starkey. I, I, man, it was it was kind <laughs> of it was scary it really watching just... it. Wow. Um you know, I was baseline and that first dunk he had, he he dunked over the top of somebody and that goal lifted up off the ground. You were sitting right next, yeah. I mean, it, it's intimidating to watch somebody do that. Um something that was noticeable is um he kind of sits around in the paint a lot. <clears throat> so I don't know how teams recruit against that. Uh clearly uh, St. Cloud didn't uh work well with that <laughs> i mean kid had 31 points and only missed five shots so i mean yeah. clearly nothing worked um they were outmatched size wise so congrats to Noah on a career night yeah and we're going to talk
0: about that matchup in the remaining 20 minutes but quickly before we go to a break here i want to just kind of update you on some of the other scores that happened uh yesterday there was not a one seed that was upset yesterday there were a couple uh two seeds obviously and one being in the central region um but indiana pennsylvania was able to take care of west chester 74 65 uh mercyhurst was able to uh defeat fairmont state in a four five matchup in overtime 63 60 west liberty a two seed was able to defeat uh east stroudsburg 106 99 in overtime um, and they will be taking on virginia state who defeated Notre Dame of Ohio, 89-61. They're playing right now, actually. Virginia State's up. Uh, Oh, what's the score of that game? 28-21. 28-21. We look now at the bottom half of the bracket, another one seed uh, advancing. St. Anselm defeats Malloy, 81-71. New Haven defeats Damon, 72-67 uh here's an upset dominican new york defeated Merrimax a uh, 2-7 upset 64 50 and uh here's another upset saint thomas aquinas a sixth beat a three in le moyne 61 59 and those two teams are just tipped off the dominican and saint thomas aquinas game right now the six seed saint thomas aquinas is up 19 to 15 with 10 minutes remaining in the first half of that game um Looking at the next region, Lewis defeated Grand Valley State, a team Northwest is very familiar with from the football side of things. Um, Lewis defeated them 65-63, so a close game there between the 1-8 matchup. Um, and Lewis will be taking on Southern Indiana, who defeated Ashland 66-60. We look now at the bottom of the bracket. Bellarmine defeated Walsh sixty-one or 81-61, and they will be taking on Findlay, who defeated Drury, 71, 66. Um, and then we look at uh, a region where started on Friday, so their semifinal matchups were yesterday, um, and Point Loma, the one seed defeated the four-seed UC, San Diego. this is all on the West Coast, 73 to 50. And then in the 2-3 matchup, Seattle Pacific was able to – or actually, the three-seed was able to defeat the two-seed St. Martin's 67-63. So that game will be taking place tomorrow, Point Loma, the one-seed, versus St. Martin's, the three-seed. Now we look at um, West Texas – or correction, um, the top half of that same region that all played yesterday – Texas uh West Texas A&M defeated Texas A&M Commerce 77-61 and St. Edwards defeated Lubbock Christian 93 to 80 so the 1-2 matchup in that and then we look at a couple of teams that uh are underway right now as Augusta defeated Francis Marion, 77-70, to in overtime. Um, and South Carolina Aiken defeated Illinois Rhine, 84-71. And those teams are playing right now with seven minutes remaining in the first half. Augusta actually trailing to the three-seed, South Carolina Aiken, 24-14. to um, Queens, the one-seed, was able to defeat the eight-seed Emmanuel. A close game here, 76-72, and they will be taking on the four-seed, uh, Catawba, eighty to sixty-one, as uh, they were able to defeat UNC Pembroke, um, and then Florida Southern is going to be taking on Win after uh, both those teams were able to advance, and they have tipped off already. Eight minutes remaining in the first half of that game, and Lynn got out to a hot start. They're up twenty-five thirteen there in the first quarter of that game, and then another one seed advancing. Nova Southeastern defeated Miles eighty to sixty-six, and West. Alabama defeated Valdosta State 95-87 and those two teams tip off at 6:30 this evening. So that's a look around the entire Division 2 bracket. We are going to come back and we are going to preview this Central Region matchups tonight, which will be tipping off here on KZLX. We will be right back. You're listening to the Central Region pregame show on the X106. <laughs> Welcome back to the Central Region pregame show here on the X-106, Austin McNorton, Sam Steinmeier, and Nolan Brooks. And we will first be previewing the nightcap here on the X-106 where the undefeated number one team in the nation, Northwest Missouri State, will be taking on um, Southern Nazarene. in the second round after both teams advanced um northwest and southern nazarene this will be the first time that these teams have met in bearcat arena as both teams are their conference champions as southern nazarene won the great american conference um and the crimson storms five losses this season came against southeastern Oklahoma State twice who is Uh, In this regional as well Dallas Baptist, Arkansas Tech And Arkansas Monticello um, And Northwest obviously Has not lost yet But here is uh, an interesting situation For both teams playing in back-to-back days Um, And here's what head coach Of Northwest Missouri State, Ben McCollum Had to say about this Back-to-back games within 24 hours Less than 24 hours of each other I think the good thing for a quick turnaround for us Is we don't change a lot of things um, Offensively or defensively so that's going to help us a lot, um, and, and we're hard to prepare for uh, just because of the way we play and the way we stretch the floor, those types of things. So um, our kids will be ready. So, yeah, I mean, I think he kind of said it best is that, yeah, this is a kind of a tough stretch, but we don't really change much of our style of play for no matter who we're playing against we're going to get up we're going to get in transition we're going to hit threes and then we're going to play solid defense fundamentally sound no matter who we're playing against it's the same style we're just going to be in your face jump at the passing lanes
2: and getting out in transition i think that's going to be the key for this game um i know that um as it looks uh nazarene looks like a very scary team in this region um I i talked about that yesterday I know we talked about Northern Washburn or most south being dangerous, but I said that four or five seed, either one of those teams that comes out of that matchup are going to be hard to beat. And you know, with Nazarene and Starkey, um, if Starkey does plays that way again, I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. So I, I, what I've been saying today is that if Northwest wants to eliminate that threat of him tearing up the offensive rebounds and the rebounds overall they're probably going to have to double box out um they they might have to sacrifice guarding a man find out who their worst shooter is out of those guys leave him give him a little bit of space in order to double box out um your guards might have to get more rebounds than they usually do let your big men get him out of the way and let your guards Says go someone, get rebounds. Yeah, that's a,
0: and, and here's what Coach Bohach for Southern Nazarene said about Noah Starkey having to match up against the Bearcats. We like
2: his matchup with a lot of folks, right? And, and I'm sure they'll like uh, his matchup on the other end of having to chase them around a little bit. And So that's the give and take, and that's what we're used to. Um, and so I think it'll be a really good ballgame tomorrow.
0: I agree. <laughs> it's going to be a really good ballgame. I mean... Northwest is going to make him run around and chase guys offensively because of the way we spread the floor. Um, and then on their end of the ball, on their end of the possession for them playing offense, they're just going to get it down and let him do his thing like he did yesterday to, uh, to uh, um, St. Cloud.
1: Yeah, I think the one thing that Southern Nazarene has that Northwest doesn't have in this, I guess you could say, is Northwest's one weakness if they have any is that they don't have a true big man, a post, like Southern Nazarene does with Starkey. And that could prove uh, effective against Northwest. That could prove some troubles for Northwest because they don't have, like, although they are great on defense, like, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we're just not as big as a lot of teams are. Like, yeah, we're tall, we're lanky. But we sit on the perimeter and, you know, most of the time we don't get a lot of points in the paint, at least from our bigs. I know Trevor Hudgens is great at driving to the basket, but for the most part, we're a three-point shooting team. And, you know, with Starkey, how are we going to, you know, change maybe the defensive game plan to playing a big? Because not many teams in the MIAA have that, too. I mean, the majority of MIAA teams are three-point shooting teams. Yeah. And
2: I, I think something else that I brought up was that um, if Northwest wants to eliminate him defensively and not allow him to really shut down the paint altogether, um, they're going to have to take more jumpers today. Um, I don't know if you like you guys have watched Northwest. Um, they're primarily layups and three-pointers. How many jumpers yes. do you honestly see them take a game? it. It doesn't happen. So I think the mid-range if, game is going away. Exactly. So I, I think if Northwest really, really wants to exploit an area of this, is they camp in the paint on defense. They want you to go up on them, on them, and try and get contested layups so they can block you. What I, you know, what Northwest needs to do: a lot of off-ball screens, a lot of open gap style plays. If they play a zone again, like they did last night. Shoot the gap. Three. Yep. Shoot the gap. Cut through the gaps in the zone, but don't go all the way to the basket. Cut into the middle of the floor, Stop about pop, free throw jumping. line. Yeah. You know, run your pick and rolls still, on ball pick and rolls. But instead of having your bigs pop out to the three point line necessarily, if they guard that, which I'm sure they will, have them roll into about the free throw line, dump it down to the middle, get a nice little floater going. Eliminate him. Don't allow him to just float around on the block, pull him out. Like he wants to do, like he's comfortable with. Yes, pull him him from the block. Pull him out of the paint. Get him into foul trouble, maybe. Yeah. I mean, our big men are great at that. That's something that they, I feel like they exploit on everybody. Is I feel like they're even quick.
0: Diego Bernard and exactly. Trevor Hudgens do they're a great quick. job of
2: drawing contact when they get inside the yeah. lane.
0: Um, and that could be prove exactly. to be a problem for Starkey if Northwest is able to exploit that. Now yeah. going to our next game that you will hear right here coming up in about four minutes on the X-106 with Andrew Botwinick and Kramer Sansone. The Missouri Southern men's basketball team will take on Southeastern Oklahoma State with a trip to the regional finals on the line. Um, and that's coming. it's the round of 32. It's March Madness. It's great. These two teams have only met three times in the past. Um, and the Lions won two games um, and Southeastern won. And the first ever time these teams met was in a tournament at Midwestern State. Um, In Southeastern won 72-63, and that was back in the early 2000s. Um, And the Lions as a team led the MIAA in three-point attempts, defensive rebounds, free-throw attempts, free-throws made, scoring and total rebounds. And we saw a lot of that yesterday with Cam Martin hitting threes. They shoot a lot of threes, we know, but yesterday they were able to hit a lot of threes. This is going to be a great matchup coming up next in the 6-7 game. Who would have thought?
1: Yeah, and I... Mo- Missouri Southern's going to take those threes again today, but there's no way they make as many as they do.
0: Twenty-two do. is pretty hard. Twenty-two, <laughs> and this is
1: this is just <laughs> going to be a game of who's going to score more: Cam Martin or Kevin Buckingham. I mean, it's True. really it's really just a head-to-head matchup between those two.
2: And I, I think something else that's going to happen in this game is um, something that I've noticed with these teams is that they uh, they do a lot of. Um, Isolation plays out on the three-point line, a um, lot of drive and kick, um, and I think Missouri Southern is used to that by playing Northwest. If you think of, Northwest hedges a on lot screens. Of, yeah, they do. They do it. They, they don't Hawkins allow it. Ryan
0: and Ryan Welty are both exactly. big, but they're so quick moving side to side. Exactly. They have so the I, lateral
2: movement, exactly. and they hedge off of your screens. They don't allow you the isolation plays. Missouri Southern's seen it before. And that was really how Southeastern really attacked Northern was a lot of isolation plays get their guards open and out from away from the rest of the defense and allow them to work on their own. They also got down into the paint a lot. I don't think southeastern's going to have as much luck today as they did yesterday. Um, you know Northern had a lot of good paint players. But they were also three point shooters. Um, Missouri Southern, you know, Cam Martin, he can be a primary paint guy.
0: And that's what he's used to being able exactly. to do. So does that lean in the favor of the Lions today, where you said, yeah, he was able to hit threes yesterday and it helped, but he doesn't have to do that for us to win because that's usually Elijah Clark's game.
2: I, I think, yeah. I think that's how they're going to exploit Southeastern. You got a two way big man. There's not many teams that have that. Southeastern does not have, I mean, they have some three point shooters. Um, but I, I not like Cam Martin. Um, it's, I know Buckingham played a great game, and he shot a lot of threes, and he did have a very impressive game. But he doesn't, I don't know, he didn't impress. His 43 wasn't as impressive as Cam Martin's 46. I know it's only a three-point difference, but I was more impressed by Cam Martin because he was doing everything, whereas Buckingham was you know, a little bit more spot up. Primary and Cam Martin was running the floor a little bit more. But that's just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, Cam Martin is a lot bigger of a body than Kevin Buckingham. So if Martin just says, Hey, I'm not going to shoot any threes today, I'm just going to post up on this smaller guy who's got to guard me, and he can't stop me, he can certainly. And yeah, he that. leads
0: the conference and in getting to the free throw line, and yeah. he's going to make those free throws. I mean, he leads. Uh, the MIAA and free throw attempts and free throws made. So, I mean, you talk about him getting down, getting contact. He's going to be able to do that. we got a great game coming up here. Great two games coming up here on the X106. Uh, first game getting ready to come up that I'm getting ready to send it is Missouri Southern will be taking on the sixth seed. We'll be taking on the seventh seed in southeastern Oklahoma, the uh, Savage Storm, and then the night game will feature the number one team in the nation, the host site of the Central Region here in Maryville, Northwest Missouri State, taking on another conference champion, Southern Nazarene. Two great games. It's March. The round of 32 for Division II. We're going to send it now live to Bearcat Arena, where Kramer Sansone and Andrew Botwinick are live. Take it away, Kramer.
2: And thank you, Austin, as we are here live at Bearcat Arena as